Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. My favorite videos because Beavis makes fun of it. I was just gonna say, isn't I? I can hear this. You from... you, you should know what this is. That's Iron Maiden, right? No, no? bite your tongue. Close, closer to home, Jay. I don't know overkill. Who... That's overkill. That's Bobby Blitz, baby. I did. Jersey's own. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, episode four hundred and twenty-five of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, live on the Rant RantEMRadio.com. We we'll live to tape in a little while, anyway. Yeah. Uh, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media. I'm Phil. I'm Jay. Yes, yes. That, that sounded like Paul Diano to me. Bit, well, yeah, Paul, yo, I think Bobby's got a higher range, though. Oh, f- far, yeah, But yeah. The, the whole video is this flying... Sk- it, it's overkill performing on stage, and then it's this cartoony, like, flying skull with <laughs> bat wings, and then it's like, at the end of the song, it's like, we've been expecting you! Hold on, let me play, let's see if I can play it. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can do it. Let's see if I can play the, re- the, the end of it. Hold on, because Beavis loses his mind. Oh God! Oh, let me see. Hold on. We gotta bring those. We gotta bring those guys back for a third time. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Hold on. Oops. <laughs> and Beavis loses his mind. I, got, I gotta see, yeah. We've been expecting you. <laughs> um, I think they're coming out with new shit. I've been on like this um thrash fucking kick lately because um 
Apparently, I know this is a wrestling show, but I don't care. Ah, who cares? Uh, Kerry King is. I heard. I he, read. He's that. got a fucking super group. Well, he's got. Well, he's got a crow on his ass that it seems that like if, well, that Slayer shut down early. There was an interview, and he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm pissed off. We ended early, but Tom can't go no more. Tom is beat up. You know, Tom is. I, in his, in essence, he's old. Yeah, his body's old. I don't think his mind is old. I think Tom just needs some fucking rest. He's been playing. He was screaming and headbanging. Well, he has. Neck, I think he had like neck. He problems. had neck surgery too. But so Kerry King does. He got his balls twisted. There's a super group. It's it's himself, uh, Slayer drummer Paul Bostoff, um, uh, Gar- Gary Holt from Exodus, Holt, who yeah. who took over for Jeff Hanneman, and on vocals, Mr. Philip Anselmo. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually I didn't know that. So apparently there's new music coming out next. I, I, he's like, it's not Slayer, but it's like Slayer with something else. And I'm like, you know, anything with Kerry King in it, it's going to fucking rock anyway. Yeah. And then Selmo on vocals, you could put fucking Pee Wee Herman behind that kid. I don't care. Paul Bostop's an amazing drummer. Being the drummer yourself, yeah, he's been in a, he, he was in Slayer. He was in another band he called Forbidden or Bolt Throw. Or maybe he was in both. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's one of the fucking fastest drummers on the planet. I mean, Lombardo's amazing. Uh, we talked about Rain and Blood being 35 years old like two weeks ago, I think, or last week was. I don't know what it was, but, but like, Lombardo's, he, he's drumming for Suicidal Tendencies right now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, you know? But I'm excited for new music, but I like the old music. So I've listened to a lot of Thrash, a lot of fucking Overkill, a lot of Anthrax. A lot yeah. of Joey Belladonna just turned 61 years old. Wow. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Slayer the last couple of days because I'm just angry. Um, not, I'm not angry, but just angry, in an angry mood, but... Exhausted, bro. How you? I know you've been all right. You've been, you doing all right? Doing very well. Uh, yeah. Uh, no complaints here. Good. Everything good. is. Uh, everything is good. I, it's funny. Like I was, I was saying to Phil. You know, we're trying something new with uh, recording it. You know, earlier, and it seems to be working out. But it's a lot of a lot of play, a lot of things have to come in order, and so far it's been working out. So that means one one time it's definitely gonna burn out because. It's just my luck. I I'm I'm not anticipating that because I'm very I'm very pessimistic when it comes to anything but wrestling. Uh huh. So like uh, I was telling I think I was telling Steph was it yesterday or no yeah I was telling no I was telling her on um she just came back from vacation but I was telling her on Wednesday I said yo I said I'm just waiting for the fucking shooter drop where he can't come show up anymore or he can't you know she's like well, you know, you're so you're so you're so you're such a bitter Betty you're such a you know you're such a I was like you know what it's not even about him, it's not Jay personally. He said it always happens to me. Yeah. So Jay's like, all my plans are half. He comes in today. He's like, all my plans are half ass. I said, dude, I've been half ass since I'm 35 <laughs> years old. I said, I just, I just, and I told him, I told him, I, I made, I made the sad, uh, the sad truth to him that you know, the older he gets, the more this is gonna work. The more yeah. he's gonna figure it all out because everything gets half assed And like, I'm the planner, and nothing plans right for me. I hate like the other day I bought lunch. I didn't buy lunch, but I, I bought lunch for the for from for the crew at work, and I, I I ordered the food, and I always fuck up the order, right? Always fuck it up. So I, they gave me we I ordered Chinese, I paid for it. They gave me the money. All the guys gave me the money. The girls, all the all, the whole crew actually didn't talk, even my boss ordered food. So you look at like a seventy eight dollar fucking bill, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, all right. So, they, so now I'm, I said, guys, listen to me. I know you'll be on the phones. Some of you be dispatching, but keep an ear out. I'm going to read out loud this order. So in case they fuck it up, it ain't on me this time, right? Yeah. The order doesn't get fucked up. 
But like the bill, everybody came out to like the same amount with tax and tip, right? Except for my boss, who's on this fucking insane diet, who he, he wants a pint of soup. So the soup was like five and a quarter. I'm like, you know what? Just give me eight dollars. It was eight dollars for soup. I'm like, dude, tax. And the dude brought seven bags on a fucking bicycle. Can yeah. we tip him? Yeah. He just shot me. Look, I'm like, yeah. Can you tip the fucking guy? He came from 72nd and Second Avenue. Drove a bike with like 50 pounds of food and drinks, by the way. Because yeah. everybody had to have who wants the big iced teas, who wants soda, who wants this, who wants that, right? Those iced teas are amazing. They're the big. Those, yeah. So, yeah. like, they, I, at least three of the guys, well, Sarah ordered it and then Charlie and somebody else. There's three people ordered that, too. And the dispatch is upstairs. Everybody ordered food, right? So, I'm like, can, yo. So, now it worked out to like everything worked out. And I didn't really, I don't like Chinese food. I'm not a big Chinese food guy. Yeah, me either. Right? But I got like I got like fried wontons and some like rice. I wasn't really feeling well anyway. And I said it, it was delicious going in. Coming out was a disaster. Uh-huh. And I was how like, it always is. So now I figure, you know, it, it ha- what can go wrong? I ordered the food, the food came out right, everybody paid the money. And then I get sick. I'm like, I just can't I can't win. So uh-huh. I, I see your point. Um I don't I don't want to jinx it. We'll we'll be all right. I feel like once uh you have a b- a, a more better of a plan implemented, we can record at a decent hour, not live, or we could stream it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. At least the the the, the, the fans know that we're doing this. It's weekly. Uh, I, actually, some some of the guys were like, you know, I'm better. This is better, so I can listen to it during the week at work. Well, I I, I was just gonna say, I, I I think there's pros and cons with everything. I was talking about it with with with, with Taba. There's pros and cons with everything, be, be, and this is good for me in the sense of that, you know. Once I'm once like I, I we can knock it out early, and if we can't knock it out early, I can make plans to get it later instead of always doing it. Li- we always start late, <clears throat> and it, like that's it's like oh shit if we don't if we can't do it Friday at seven, then there's really no other time. I like the idea of trying to do it early because if we can't do it early, then we can always fall back on. Yeah, there's always one later. or two Fridays every couple of months where I have to go to a doctor's appointment. Yeah. But that's the only way we would do it differently, like and, a different and like time I of the said, day. And same thing. And different then, time of the but day. But in the same sense, too, like you said, you know, we open up our Friday nights for, 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 for me, for you. Yeah, what sucks now is that the person I hang out with now makes plans and I go out like, oh, I thought you had your show tonight. Yeah. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, but all, all, all jokes aside, um, it doesn't matter. I, I, I just want to get it done. It's the only thing I do. The only thing I've been doing consecu- consecutively for the last 10 years and without yeah. fucking it up. And and, and same, same thing with me, like you said, where, you know, even when we took, like, the week off, <laughs> you know, it was like, it's like, shit, like, I, I feel like I have so much to say and I have no, <laughs> I, I have no outlet. I was going to text you because I totally forgot that I rescheduled. I got the booster shot yesterday. Oh. Right. How do you feel? Like a, like a flu shot, like sore uh-huh. arm. Uh-huh. Like the second shot, right? So I was flipping out because I was talking to one of the social workers yesterday, and and this is four hours before I went in, and she uh-huh. was like, "I said she said something." He's like, "Oh my God, Phil, I'm so sorry, I messed up." I she goes, "Let me, my mind is scattered. I'm so sick from this this booster shot." I'm like, "Don't fucking tell me that." She's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm getting it in four hours." No, 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 I'm so sorry. And then my buddy John got it because he's a he's a cancer patient, so he's like he uh-huh. you know, he got it before everybody got it. Yeah. Um. I signed up for it and I didn't. Then I then I then I canceled it and I rescheduled it again. Um, and I was like, maybe I should just wait until I, if I am sick, then I'll say something. I don't want to get. I don't get. I don't want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I can't take it sick. So I took like thousand milligrams of fucking ibuprofen before. I took a thousand milligrams last night when I got home. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm I'm good. I'm just just work. It's just, it's your brain. 
your brain's a rotten place. Yeah. Your brain's a rotten place. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm, and I got it because, A, I'm not in the best of health, but B, um, it was offered to me, and I'm like, you know what? I just, whatever, man. You know, it it can't hurt me anymore no. than, no. than the okay. second shot was going to, you know? If the second shot was going to hurt you, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll wait until I actually feel something. I'll let everybody know that I'm like, you know, my mom was begging me don't get it. I'm like, all right, easy, Trump Todd. Don't don't get, you know. Yeah. My mom was out of her mind this week. I talked to, so, so I told everybody since my, my grandma passed away, I talked to her every day. Yeah. <laughs> right? I call her every night around 930 when I come home from work. So she's telling me, don't get it, don't get it. I'm like, what? And you get the flu shot, but you don't want to get the fucking COVID shot. I'm like, you're, you're, yeah, but I, you're, you're, you're a hypocrite. But that's, that's, that's neither here or there. So we're talking. And she goes, you gave Pop and I your Peacock uh, sign in for that streaming thing, right? She has no idea what she's talking about. I'm like, yeah, Ma, I did. I gave you and Pop that. She could watch TV. And she goes, well, we're excited. Well, I'm more excited than he is. I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, Michael Myers is coming on Friday. And I was like, oh, right, the new Halloween movie's yeah. on Peacock. And she goes, I love me some Michael Myers. And now I'm like, it's an awkward silence. I said, I, now we're talking about, like, we had WHT back in the day. That was, like, the first movie we all watched as a family. I'm not really a big horror movie guy. Uh-huh. My sister loves it. My sister goes, my sister's a fucking witch. Oh, she goes to, like, the, the she, goes haunted ha- yeah. she goes to the haunted houses, and she, she goes, she's, she's, she's a ghost hunting crew. <laughs> that Fallon's actually a part of. They Get all go. Out. They go fucking ghost hunting. Right? I om- well, I got a funny story about that, but I almost do it. You know, right. See, you need to hear this. My mom is all into. They go to. My mom goes to Salem every year. You know what? You know where they, when they, when they burn the witches, right? Yeah. So uh, I said, Michael. I said, you like Michael Myers? She's like, you know, he was abused as a child, Phil. You know that, right? I said, uh, okay. You know he was institutionalized, right? right? Right, right, Phil. I'm like, mom, you're advocating for someone who's been killing people for 40 years. <laughs> you are aware of that, right? She goes, he he's not a bad guy. I'm like, movie this character. Is, this is somebody who fucking beat me for 20 years, okay? But 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 it beat not beat her kids, but like gave us whooping yeah. when we deserved it. But like, this is somebody who is your mom. You're advocating for a fucking man, a serial killer. She goes. It's not. It's not like you, you, you're looking at it the wrong way. <laughs> I'm looking at it the wrong way. For forty years, he's been killing people. For forty years in the movies, he's been killing people left and right in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You see nothing wrong with this. Well, I didn't say that. No, mom, but you kind of hinted at it. You know. Well, you got to you got to admire Michael Myers. His his drive. He doesn't run. He doesn't run to get his victim. Doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He just right. he he bides his time. He always walks. He and it's like the it's like the little engine that could almost. Yeah. Yeah. He kept he and it just he just keeps trying until he he kills Jamie Lee Curtis. Is she still even alive in these movies? By the she way, is, she actually she actually stars in this movie. Oh, she's in a new one. And she looks like a lesbian version of her dad. <laughs> so. Yeah, Halloween tonight. If you if you guys are into the genre, have at it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I did. Li- I mean, when I was a kid. I watched all the Freddies and the Jasons because oh, that's what kids do. Um, I liked I liked Hellraiser. Hellraiser. That's why I liked it. because yeah. it all, all every er, the first three Hellraiser movies had great soundtracks to yep, them. Yep. Right. Well, I say that's the eighties. That's what I'm saying. Nightmare on Elm Street had the same one. Same. Three Warriors. Three Warriors. Yeah, Dawkins. Right. Yeah. What's the matter, Joey? Tongue tied. <laughs> Kid falls in the bed, right? I remember that shit. But I, I'm not a big horror guy. Like it, I, for me, it's just too fucking. I, I can't sit there. It's like watching my ex used to watch Murder She Wrote, right? Mm-hmm. Anything with a murder mystery or a, or or a horror movie, 
if you could tell, if I can tell you the plot in the first 30, 30 minutes of the movie, I'm bored. Okay. Uh-huh. The accountant did it. She's like, what? I'm like, that dude fucking did it. She's going to waste the next 45 minutes figuring out who did it. It's that dude. She's like, how do you fucking know that? I'm like, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I know that. And it was the accountant. Or with the fucking Camp Silver Lake and Jason, I'm like, she's dead. The black kid's always yeah. dead. They're going to have sex and get killed. Like, I, I, I can tell you what's going to happen to these fucking stupid campers. Right? Yeah. So, I, I'm not a fan. I'm usually the same way with movies and TV shows. Like, if if I could disprove, like, if something is com- completely illogical, it takes me out of it, and I just get focused on that. Like, like, but this doesn't make sense. Like, you can't walk through a room and then end up in the backyard. Like, it doesn't make sense. Whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But for some reason, with horror movies... I suspend disbelief. I can and you're supposed absolu- to. Absolutely. You but do, you but other shows I can't. But you do a wrestling too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other right. shows I can't do it. Like, I, I'll just be like, ah, oh, I'm done with this already. And it's just like, this doesn't make sense. It's not adding up. Like, I'm not a huge sci-fi fan. I love sci-fi. We just started watching. Uh, I'll suspend my disbelief for that. Yeah. I just, I just started. We just started watching Ozark, which. Yeah, any good? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. What is that on Netflix? Netflix. I think we're on episode three or four. I got to check that out. Once again, it, it, it right away the first episode, I was just like, oh, oh boy, like, it's just. And then I was like, you know, this doesn't make sense. It's like a, a lot of things aren't making sense. But I was like, let me look. Let me look past it. So I was like, because she, because she hates that. That I, I'll just like tear apart a movie as I'm watching it. <laughs> like, you can't do that. <laughs> so, but she. Uh, but yeah, Ozark so far is so good. Uh, we actually watched Nightmare on Elm Street the other day. The first one. The first one. The very yeah. first one. I have all. I have them all on DVD. My sister told me, my, my middle sister, who you'll probably never meet because she's out of her mind, but my, <laughs> Tony Lynn, if she makes have makes an appearance. Tony Lynn was a big Nightmare on Elm Street. She's a horror horror person. She's a horror film fan too. Mm-hmm. But she one year she bought like the box set of all the Freddies. What, around 2007 or 8, and this is when I had just got my other apartment. I was like in Queens. I moved back to Queens from Brooklyn. I was like, you know what? I had a burn. I wanted DVD burners. I'm like, yo, yeah. give me that. So while she sat there and bullshit with me, I was like, let me burn this disc. And I burned like eight discs while she was sitting there. So I have them all. I mean, listen, teach his own. I'm not, I can't really, like the blood and guts, like, I, you know, uh, I just, I can't, man. Um, I can't. And I liked all the classics, too. I liked all the John Carpenter movies. I liked yeah. I like the fog and the fucking the the thing and the shining. My favorite movie was Christine. Stephen King movie was Christine about the car. That I don't was know possessed. if I've ever seen that. Yeah, the book is the book is way better, but the movie was good. I liked Cujo and like you know all those stupid movies, like Pet Cemetery. But again, I, I'm not going on my way to watch them. I'll go out of my way to watch an old comedy like you know like Blazing Saddles and shit like that, like all the Mel Brooks stuff. And I watch Star Wars and Star Trek over and over and over and over, and over again. Um. But I'm into like I'm into like superhero shit, all the Marvel shit, DC, yeah. DC. Actually, DC's having an online fucking um, convention tomorrow online, called Fandom. Really? So I'll catch the first hour or two of that, and then I'm gonna head start my day. But you know, like oh, the bat, the new Batman trail is coming out tomorrow. You know, like with the the dude from Twilight. I never saw Twilight. Oh yeah, it's very Pattinson. Pattinson's the yeah. new Batman. I'm like, okay, I'm with it, but like this guy's better fucking do the right thing. Because, you know, anybody can play Batman. You yeah. got to be a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well. You got to be a good Bruce Wayne. We were watching. We were, we were in the midst of watching DC Universe, like all the movies. And we watched uh, Justice League. And no, we watched Batman vs. Superman first, I think. Well, whatever. Whatever the case was. 
And I remember like saying the same thing about Ben Affleck. And I was like, you know what? Ben Affleck plays a pretty good He wasn't bad. middle-aged Bat- Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Correct. Pretty, you know, I I thought he was pretty good. But to me, hopefully, I you know, maybe we'll try to watch Halloween tonight. I forgot that it was going to be on there. You have you have the peacock? I have the peacock. Oh, because the, 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 the co- you have the cock for the, I have for the, the, cock. For the WWE. Yeah, well, well, it's the only well, time I ever really watched. Yeah, the peacock. We, that and American Ninja Warrior. Oh no, I, <laughs> I love American Ninja. Warrior. You know what I've been watching on um on Hulu because I I bought the Disney package. Yeah, so I got because ESPN the, the mouse told you the mouse owns hockey now. Yeah, so I got the hockey pack. I got the whole package. It's ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus. They brought the Wonder Years back. As oh a, yeah, yeah, as a black family. Yes, the right? reboot. Yeah, and the dude from. Psych is the father, right? You remember that show Psych on yes. USA? The yes. Mr. Brill's part of Okay. He's the father of the of the family, and Don Cheadle's the narrator. Okay. It's dope. Yeah, it's, I haven't, it's I the haven't 60s. Seen it. It's, you know. And it's, that's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. We have Hulu. It's I on ABC Hulu. right now. It's still going, but it's on Hulu for the. Yeah. And I'm watching the Wu Tang documentary. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's the second season. It's on Hulu. Um, And Choppy did the, all the fucking the, the stuff, for the stuff for it. So I'm. And they, they they filmed in Port Richmond. They filmed over here. They filmed there all over Staten Island. Yeah. They filmed on the ferry a bunch of times. So I'm excited about that. Other than that, I've been watching fucking I the new the new the DC uh puts out all these animated movies every year. Yeah. So the new one was Injustice. Well, even like on HBO Max, like That's they have DC they, they, yeah. they have a bunch of um they have all Batman, the animated movies. The, the animated series, series Superman. All that well, shit. They, like, they have the old Wonder Woman from the seventies. That I want to watch, but like, yeah, I, I barely, I barely have enough time to watch. Yeah, you fucking see, wrestling. you, you, you're. I'm in a bit. I'm in a different position because I'm, I'm a. I'm alone a lot, but yeah. b. My, my, my commute sucks. Yeah. So I, I inundate myself with just, just shit on my yeah. phone. I, my battery is shit now. I have to get a new battery. The phone's two years old. I need a new battery because I unplug it. And I'm already down to thirty percent. I've already and I've been off the off the battery off the wire for three hours. Wow. So. Yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, but, you know, you suspend your disbelief for stuff you really like. Well, yeah. That's that, the whole that's point. It, and that's exactly it, especially, you know, when it comes to, to wrestling because, and that's what we always say, excuse me, with, like, storyline-wise, if you're going to go, if you're going to try to insult my intelligence or, you know, right off the bat, I'm done with this stuff. Like, even, like, you know, like, just for instance, like, first off, Dewdrop is a fucking horrible, horrible name. Let she's it get deli- back. She's cute too. She, she's a great wrestler. She's adorable. She just got married. Just let it be Piper Nevin. Bring it back to Piper Nevin. That whole storyline fucking irked me from from Jump Street. But what's a great storyline is the Roman Reigns storyline. You know, right. so it's like it's amazing. You do. I guess maybe we're accustomed to it too, where we're accustomed to, you know. It's the buffet style, you know, little of this, little of this. They got to get everything, you know, the 24-7 title and all this stuff. And, you know, Austin Theory's back on Raw, which I'm not I'm not hating on. Uh, but they're turning Jeff Hardy into like a, like a child guy almost. Listen, at one point in your career, you're going to have to be that guy. Yeah. And we've talked about this like a dozen times. We talked about this in regular conversations like yeah. as just, just us hanging out. I think... It, and it's the same thing with sports too. You get that veteran guy who comes off the bench, puts a couple of points on the board, hits a couple of home runs, throws a kid's touchdown or two, or hits a plays defense, like gets a couple of baskets if you're a basketball. It, it, the, the, the veterans are are important to every kind of any kind of sports franchise or league because it just gives you the changing of the guard. You know, yeah. Jeff Hardy's got a, a locker room full of Jeff Hardys right now. 
at his disposal. You know, he's the kind of guy that he, if he walked away from it, he can either open his own school and or be somebody who can be a, a performance center guy, you know, because he's been, you know, he was one of the first guys to showcase that style. Even though it was it was done in the Indies, it was done in Mexico, he was the first guy to be on regular TV with wrestling and be doing that shit with his brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's a he's a kind of a big deal in that in that regard, you know. And I did enjoy his solo run as world champion when 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 he was the junkie and him and CM Punk. I liked all that. Yeah, I think I you know I feel like it's it's that it's that you know the changing of the guard is important. You know, it's it, it's important because it it it'll give these new guys. Um, their characters, I should say, a boost. Their ego, like, hey, you know what? I beat Jeff Hardy. I, yeah. I bet you Carrion Cross is creaming in his pants because he probably idolized Jeff Hardy growing up, you know? So it's like, if you beat guys like that, you know, even though it's not, it, even though it's 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 scripted, it, it's got to do something for your ego, you know? If, if I'm getting trained by the best fucking goalie coach in, I was watching the fucking Kings last night. Yeah. And, and they said, and this was their opening night, and they had, um, a B real from Cypress Hill is a big Kings fan, so he sang them out. Oh, get I out. was excited. I was like, "This is, I'm not even a Kings fan now. I'm a Kings fan right now." For like for a half hour, I was a Kings fan, and Bill Ranford was their goalie coach. They announced all the coaches and stuff, and I was like, "Bill Ranford won fucking like four or five Stanley Cups with 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 the with the Edmonton Oilers in the heyday with Gretzky and Grant Fuhr and Mark Messi and all those guys." And I'm like, "Yo, Bill Ranford's a big deal." At Casa de Rea, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So to look at Bill Ramford teaching this, this goalie from Iowa that they got now, this kid Peterson. Uh, I was like, wow, that kid's got to be fucking glowing. Because he wasn't even fucking alive yet when, when Bill was in his heyday. But going back and look at the film, I'm like, so anytime, any kind of, anytime a veteran um, can do that for somebody, I'm not, Jeff Hardy is not complaining at all. Yeah, I don't think so not either. Not complaining at all. Um, all right. I got here's the, I got the the list is short this week. We, I like it. We're gonna preview Crown Jewel because we're not. It's it's on um the twenty first. Um, I don't do a lot on the twenty first. It's the anniversary of my dad's passing, but I will probably watch. It's twenty years actually. He's dead that day. Wow. So I'm gonna watch. I'm actually gonna probably watch it at work because I'm gonna be at work when this is all going on because they, they they think it's like eleven o'clock in the day in the morning when he because I know Saudi Arabia is like fucking a gazillion hours ahead like Japan is. Um, so we can preview that. And then I got a, we got a lot of uh, AEW. AEW news. AEW rant. Rant, yeah. No pun intended for the Tuesday show. <laughs> uh, I did, uh, but quickly, I did watch NXT. They're doing Halloween Havoc in two weeks. Um, I'm glad they're keeping Halloween Havoc alive, but I'm not wearing the Halloween Havoc shirt until you, it's your birthday show. Yeah. Because I have the Halloween Havoc shirt. You know, you, you saw my Halloween Havoc shirt. I think I, think I narrowed it down. So I'm still, I'm still tossing around. You can do anyone you want. I told yeah. you, that. you have free reign. But I, I, think I really kind of want to do a bad one because it's just hilarious. I know. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn you would have went the other way because your boy's on at least two or three of those. Yeah. So either way, it it's doesn't still open here. It's still your birthday. You do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Um, but I was, um, I watched NXT. I, I, I got to tell you, man, they got a lot of new talent there. I'm not mad at that. Your girl wrestled uh, this week in a tag team match in the Hartwell. Oh, yeah. That's right. She wrestled. That I see. Um, and uh, Ciampa f- uh, tagged up with what's his nuts. Brian Breaker. Yeah. And Which, I'm, by the way. Terrible I know name, I know. I know. Well, yeah, terrible name. I know he's Rick Steiner's son, but, man, you look at him. That's fucking Scott. <laughs> he's got Uncle Scott. He got Uncle Scott's genetics. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's. 
it's almost force fed. They're bringing out too many people, too much. Um, it's not totally bad. Don't get me wrong. I feel it's forced. Mm-hmm. The whole logo thing, the Crayola logo that I called the Pride logo too. Um, but you're watching it, and it's almost like they're feeding you all this stuff. They're trying to put five pounds of shit in a two-pound bag. You know what I'm saying? Um, and because you didn't see it, you have to watch an episode just to see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I know you have an idea what I'm talking about because we're usually on the same page. But it's really like it was almost force-fed to me, and I'm like, oh. It wasn't very well. It's not a well-paced show right now. And I'm like, all right, I get they want to get all the guys and girls out there. They want to showcase everybody. But it's it's force-fed to but, me. I, but think of the magic that was the hour-long NXT show before USA. Yeah. Think of the magic in the sense of maybe, maybe uh, you know, you'd have a vignette. And then the following week, the guy who was on a vignette would be on a, on a match. And then the following week after that, he wouldn't even be on the show. There was no burnout. There right. was no character burnout. Gotcha. And like I said, obviously they got big plans for Braun Breaker, in which, you know, as of right now, I'm a big fan of him. I I like what's going on. Um, but, yeah, it could it, it's it's teetering on, all right, I'm already sick of him. You know, almost like go away type heat in the sense of that they're just trying to do too much. They rushed the title change. Yeah. Which was weird to me. They, they uh, Swerve Scott got beat up and then all of a sudden Carmelo, Carmelo comes yeah. out and and signs a contract. Not It's almost like a money. It's almost like a, a forced money in the bank. He signs the contract, hands hands the referee the fucking gimmick. And then all of a sudden he wins the title. And I'm like, they're big in, they're big on him. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. The kid's talented. Yes, uber talented, especially on the mic and everything. No, he's too. good on the stick. He's, he can work well. I like him. I like his look. I like all of it. The problem is though, it was forced to me. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it felt very forced to me, Jay. I felt like I was like, oh god, this is not going to be good. But it is what it is. Um. So there was that. All right. So let's go over Crown Jewel real quick. Let's let's preview that, and then we'll uh, um, give our predictions, and then we will talk about. What's going on tonight and all the nonsense? So October twenty first. It, I'm sorry. It's it's a noon start, not eleven a.m. this year. It's a noon start, nine a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, let's do it. Um, let's start from the bottom up. It's Mansoor versus Ali. This is only going to a matter in in Middle East. Um, I don't see Ali winning, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. In in anything can happen. In Crown Jewel, especially over there, in you know with Mansoor, they they always push him big over there. But listen, he's now he's been he's been a part of the roster for two years, three years. Give him the fucking hometown treatment. You got to fucking bury him. <laughs> he's got to lose in his hometown. Yeah. Um, and WWE Raw Tag Team Titles: RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Edward James Omos. Um. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm hearing stuff on AJ that I'm not happy with. That he's, you know, he's he's on his way out. He's not going to renew his contract. I don't know. I don't think so either. I think supposedly I, I read somewhere that he's he's on pace right now for having more matches in WWE than he did in in Impact in TNA, I'm, which I find I find very hard to believe. But I guess their house schedule. Show, oh, yeah. yeah, they they only they only tape once twice a week in in uh at the TNA back TNA, then. Yeah. Um, Hell in a Cell, 
Edge versus Seth Rollins. That should end the feud, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins has been un- uh, criminally undermined, under under uh, under um, appreciated. Um, this whole God look he's got going on is God godly. Uh, you know, uh, what's a, what was that fucking preacher back in the day? Billy. Uh, oh, Billy Graham. He's like a fucking demented Billy Graham. You know, Billy Graham, yeah, yeah, the guy, the Channel Nine guy, I used to call him. Yeah, um, I like the gimmick. Uh, who was his, who was his wife? Tammy Lim, Tammy, uh, Tammy Faye Baker was no, the, Tammy Lee was the other guy's. Uh, they oh, that was it. No, that was the, that was what's his face. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sorry. It's he's demented, and I, he's 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 a demented motivational speaker preacher. I love his outfits. I'm not gonna that. Lie. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was. Getting I do at. like the character. Um. Like you said, I agree. Um, I hope this is this ends it, you know, because now let Edge just, you know, now we want to see matches we haven't seen. We now we've seen Seth, Edge against Seth Rollins, you know. Let's see Edge against somebody else now. Like you said, an AJ Styles or a, you know Roman. We've seen Roman Reigns already, but yeah, you if know, Edge is gonna stay Finn around, Balor, yeah, you if know. Edge is gonna stay around, he's gonna have to yeah change it up. He's a little bit. to be. He's gonna have to be Jeff Hardy. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh, no holds barred match, sloppy Lashley against Goldberg. I mean, listen, this is perfect booking. Um, this is a perfect way for Bobby Lashley to get get his win back. I think. I think start start that steam up again and get him in the title hunt. Uh, Go- Goldberg going down to Saudi Arabia to lose uh, is not bad booking. You could still bring him back next year, and it would still be a big deal. So I I want I want Lashley to win. This might steal the show, the SmackDown Women's Title Triple Threat. Yeah, um, it's Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I mean, what's good about this? It, one, I think it is going to steal the show. What's good about this is is you know this is happening in Saudi Arabia, and because women can't do anything there. Yeah. <laughs> That that's the the most fun part for me is they get to wrestle. We're the chauvinistic ones here too. <laughs> exactly in, in, Amer- in America. Yeah, right. exactly. But um, but yeah, I to 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 see that progress to see that I think that's gonna be a great thing. Definitely gonna steal the match. Um, I don't see Becky losing, not yet at least. Not yeah. not not maybe not for a while, but. Yeah, unless Sasha Banks wins and that's Bianca's in to get back into the title. She needs Sasha to. Banks can pin bail uh pin Bianca. And, and that starts the feud, yeah, because she doesn't care. And and that would th- if that happens, that the only way, that's the only way I see Becky losing, and it makes sense. Yeah, only way. Um, Big E defends the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. Um, Braveheart. I'm excited for this. Um, same thing. I don't want Big E to lose yet. Uh, Drew goes heel. What? Yeah. What I'm afraid of is going to happen is they want to create some sort of hype. On these Saudi Arabia shows, it's the first time in two years they've been back. Uh-huh. Um, I can see, I could see a, like a quick title change, but I just don't want Biggie's. I don't want his reign to end. Um, what makes sense is a nice, a nice Drew Galloway, uh, Galloway, Drew McIntyre. Same thing. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Um, Heel turn with Big E retaining though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then after the match, maybe jump him, get some heat on him. Big E doing the rounds last weekend. I don't know if you saw that. He was on the uh, 
the Wilder uh, Fury preview. Oh, get out. I didn't see that. And he was on college football. There you go. Doing some shit. So, yeah, good for him. Listen, there's, any, there's one, he's got personality. Yeah, he's he does. Fucking hilarious, um, genuine. And like I said, what I want to see happen is I want to see a little mean streak, you know, the seriousness come out yeah. in, in this. So right. Yeah, 100%. To me, like I said, especially they kind of, they, they, they dropped the ball a little bit. You had a chance to have. Um, Xavier Woods against Kofi in you know for a King of the Ring match, which I think would have been pretty interesting. That starts soon, or it started already. It started already. Okay. Yeah, Kofi already lost. He lost to Jinder, so which Ooh. which leads me to believe that Jinder's winning the King of the Jinder's Ring. Jinder's winning the King. I'm of not the mad Ring. at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Who should win it is Sami Zayn, but oh my god, but he's he's not going. He's 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 not in. He's not invited. Quote unquote. Air quotes. <laughs> He's not invited to Saudi Arabia because of his Syrian descent. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. a you know, that's, that's another ridiculous. conversation. Yeah. But so it leads me to believe that Jinder is going to be the big winner at uh, Jinder my balls. Yeah. All right. And finally, Jay, the main event, the Universal Heavyweight Championship, the uh the head of the table. Love it. The tribal chief. Roman Reigns. The suplexicist. The suplexicist. You see that? That's yeah. fucking awesome. Defending against Brock Lesnar. Love it. Uh I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a plea here. A plea? A plea. What do you plea? Who are you pleading to? I'm gonna plead I'm gonna plead to the masses. The masses. Is there is there any way we can get a match? <coughs> Excuse me, you are paying Brock Lesnar God only knows how much. Can we get a match that lasts longer than fucking six minutes? This is a great storyline that you got going on here. Uh, you can carry this match. Roman is a monster right now. Brock Lesnar is always a monster. Always a monster, no matter what his haircut looks like. I do, yeah, I, you know, you could see, you could see some, some kind of craziness happen outside the ring. The Usos coming in. Laying, laying out Brock Lesnar, doing something that I could see. Let's all face it. Brock Lesnar can lose because know which way. Because you could, you could see if Brock Lesnar's going to win, you can have Heyman play the other side, like, like the little fucking slimy worm that he is. You could definitely have that. You could tell that story. But Roman Reigns over, without a doubt. All right, so you're asking for a longer match yeah. to, to, to feed the story. My question to you, and I guess to the masses, is do we see a Paul Heyman swerve? I want to say no. Okay. Because I want to keep him there. I want to keep him... The, do, now, Paul Heyman swerve on on Roman Reigns? Yeah. No. I think maybe a Paul Heyman swerve on Brock. Because there's a history with him and Brock. I'm saying, like, you know, there's... I mean, they've been... They've been technically, they've been together 20 years. Yeah. They've been associates for 20 years in and out of the ring. So, and they're, and they're friends in real life, so it makes sense when, it, it's better when when they're friends, because the yeah. story's better. Do you see any kind of swerve on that end, or you you see him sticking with the plan? And I just, stay, I, I would want him to stay and with. And Brock's still the face? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would want him to stay with, with Roman, because, I, I, but then again, I'm, I'm skewed, because I like, I love Paul Heyman. I, I, I love, his promos are just Always top notch. His 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 
character is is, is great uh in you know on camera I'm not questioning the stuff that happens backstage you know is is a, is another story but the stuff that's happening you know on the camera there's there's nobody that can touch him I want to I want to continue to see him on my TV so okay. I hope not unless you got some big plans for for Royal Rumble with with Brock I I see that's the thing I I I want I want to I want to swerve right my problem is though I don't see a plan. Yeah, there's no plan. Inside. I don't see a plan. If you if you tell me a plan, then I'm like, oh yeah, then Paul Heyman should turn on on Roman Reigns, right? Um, it it just goes to it, I couldn't think of anything. That's why I'm asking you and um and, and I can't I can't see I can't see any future plans happening because Roman has to stay heel. Right. He's doing he's doing too too good of a job to to go. To go the other way, right. you can't have, you can't have, Heyman turn on him. Listen, we all know he's a weasel. We all know he's he's you know he's like a he's like an ambulance chaser of of a lawyer. You know he's gonna he's gonna. Oh, that's exactly what I was telling you. Like he's always gonna play both sides, and that's what we want him to do anyway. Right. 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 So, but to kind of definitively turn on him. I would say no. Just let him continue to be his whipping boy. You know, one of one of Heyman's best things was when he was with Punk. He didn't have to say a word. He was, you know, he was over the top with, you know, his adoration for him and even, you know, wouldn't he wouldn't even say anything, but his 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 looks and everything was always over the top. I always loved that about him. But you stick a mic in his hand, there's nobody fucking better. Roman Reigns is getting up there. You know, I think you know, and you're hearing some great stories about Roman Reigns in 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 the locker room, you, you know he he's getting there. But I just where the, where do you go from here? The only other plan is, you know, come WrestleMania, who who do you have? Who does SmackDown have now as a babyface? Who's who's beating Roman Reigns? That's the most important thing. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's my. I don't. Again, like outside of Brock, right now. You give me a Kevin Owens. You give me. I need. I need something. Yeah. I need something because again, we're getting really close to Survivor Series now, yep. and then all of a sudden it's the Rumble. Yep. Okay, which and is in St. Louis this year. Yeah. It's in St. Louis this year. Okay. Um, next year I should say. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden, we're four, five months away from Mania season already. Yeah. But I think I think during the draft, I I want to say, did. Did uh, Drew McIntyre go to SmackDown? Because you might be building up for that, you know. So, excuse me a second. Okay. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I think I think McIntyre went to SmackDown. I think he got drafted to SmackDown, which, by the way, this whole draft thing. Uh, it uh, Choppy posted something. Um, a little while ago, about how it used to make it used to be a big deal. Now it's not, and I, I guess because they don't uphold it, right? And there's some, and there's a lot of validity to that. Choppy was uh, very, very vocal about the draft. A lot of guys in in, in the group was uh, rant and turnbuckle throwbacks were very um, into the, into the draft. I love how everybody hates Raw and SmackDown, but they when when something pops off, yeah, yeah, motherfuckers are on that chat. You know what I'm saying? Which I, again, I don't care because it, it brings us more of a of a. It puts more eyes on the product that you know, you know, to say the least. But um, it doesn't hold weight with me. I didn't. I didn't. I, I haven't. I don't even know the definitive list. I didn't pay attention. 
I have been so into playoff baseball and hockey <laughs> that I have not even I've consumed myself with with, with 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 sports. And we'll get into that because SmackDown's being preempted tonight. On it's gonna be on not preempted. I'm sorry. The Fox is moving SmackDown to FS1. Yes. Right. Um, and. You you want you have something on the draft? Do you want to? No no no. Okay. I got nothing, yeah. So FS1. So now, as of last night, the American League and the National League Championship Series have been confirmed. Now it's going to be the, the the Astros and the Red Sox, who Yankee fans can care less because they both fucking they hate both those teams. And um, in the National League, it's going to be the Atlanta Braves, and it's going to be the I believe the Los Angeles Dodgers who beat the Giants last night. Who the Giants won over a hundred games this year, and they weren't even supposed to. Mm-hmm. Magical fucking baseball playoff so far, right? Really good, really good, really good games. Um, but that that now the World Series takes over any kind of big sporting event will take over networks like that. So now the World Series obviously is a Fox thing, whatever. They're preempting it tonight. With that being said, AEW was preempted on Wednesday because the National Hockey League opened up their their season on TNT. They had uh, two games. They had the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which was a good game. And then they had the, the first game of the Seattle Kraken uh, on the road in taking on the Golden Knights in Las Vegas, who's actually picked again to win the West this year. No shit. They're a fucking squad and a half. Um, they, they played the Kings last night, by the way. So that's why I was watching that, too. Um, so now, again, they're preempted. Tony Khan is doing the rounds, Okay. Tony Khan is, is he was in New York doing the whole media thing with Moose and Maggie on WFAN locally. <sighs> then he takes to Twitter because he announced a buy-in, a pre-show with Brian Danielson against Minoru Suzuki. So you, before before you continue, we got to do the rundown. So now SmackDown is, is got moved, like you said, to FS1. Correct. They're doing a half-hour commercial-free. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Thank they're you for doing a half hour longer. Yes, I believe. Yes. So they're eight to ten thirty and commercial free. Yes, because not because of AEW, but because they were they were preempted. Yes. On the major network, you know, and I don't I don't think Fox is handling WWE the way they should be. Um, that that could be another podcast. Yeah. I that's just me. You know, it's weird to me that SmackDown's the number one show now. Yeah, Cause growing up, Raw because Raw. Raw was the, Raw was the the catalyst of all this Monday Night shit, right? So now they do that. So what does Tony Khan do? He does the fucking buy-in with Minoru Suzuki against Brian Danielson. Okay, who I believe they fought before, but I think back in, in 04, I think Ring of Honor, I think it yeah, was right back in 04. And this then, of course, Tony Khan is you know plugging his show and. You know, and we've talked about the 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 money mark thing with Tony Khan and his fifty fifty booking, which was which is for somebody who's doing this out of the box, he's having a lot of help doing it still. It's not that bad, right? There's night like I said, there's weeks where it's bad, we don't like it, and then there's weeks where he's fucking brilliant. And even bringing in all these new cats in, all these big names, it's it's still on the cusp of being really pretty good, right? Yeah. Um but then there's weeks where I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? You know? I don't care if Britt Baker's headlining. You know, it doesn't bother me. It, it, whatever. Um, So he goes to Twitter. And I quote, I saw you doing a half hour head-to-head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head-to-head. 
It's been a long time coming. See you Friday for hashtag AW Rampage on at AWTNT. So now here's here's my uh, okay. There's two there's two things around this. One, it does. It truly and utterly does seem like a little Bischoffy. Remember Bischoff in ninety six, ninety seven. Oh, you mean when he went into the office of TNT, of TBS and Turner, and Turner said, "What could we do to be Vince McMahon?" And he said, "I want my own. Sh- I want. We want our own show." Yeah. Give him two hours on TNT. Yeah, like, but in the sense of how Bischoff, and I love Eric Bischoff, by the way. I'm not nowhere near, and Bischoff will be the first one to tell you he got a little too big for his britches. He, th- he based his whole career on being too big for his britches, and he was in places he wasn't supposed to be. So. I, what I think, you hear this, there's two parts of this. I think I think Tony Khan is just trying to use the momentum. You got to, you, let's, let's look at this as objectively as we can. The momentum, as of right now, or maybe as of that statement, momentum's in AEW's court. Thousand percent. Even though Raw Cause SmackDown. Because they're, they're new and yeah. they're exciting. Raw SmackDown is, a, a po- Raw's numbers are down. Completely down. SmackDown, kind of holding steady, but still down. Who watches wrestling on a Friday night? Well, but they're still pulling in decent numbers. But nothing else is on there. On, yeah. on, on I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate because when you look at Fox's lineup, I'm not a bit. I don't watch any of these shows. But you have like the fucking Mass Singer, American which, which Idol, pulls in, pulls in mad, gazillion, mad, yeah. gazillion, and then their football games on Sundays. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you something. There's nothing else on Fridays. Yeah. So, and you, you'd rather have it on another night because, but you know what? Fox ain't got room for it. But it's smart, it's smart though, to for Friday nights, and I'll tell you. Because it the numbers. That, that and also because what are you going to put on at a bar, you know, on a Friday night? You can put on all the games. And you yeah, can put that's on what you're doing. No one watches wrestling in a bar except for me and you. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an easy way to get it. And like I said, at this point... At this point, ratings, do they matter? Mm, yes and no. But nonetheless, I think what, what Tony Khan's doing, I think he's kind of dipping his toe in the idea of not a heel Tony Khan, but a, a, a character Tony Khan. I think if he, if he went into, if, he, if that was 100% legit, like he was just at tweeting, obviously he was tweeting as Tony Khan, but as him, Tony Khan, that's that's a little ballsy of him, unless he had one too many pops and just started going into it. I don't know about but that. But like you said, he never had that. Like Rampage never had a buy-in. So now, what he's doing is he's he created the the buy-in, and you know, if you look at buy-in it, for a free TV for, show, yeah, exactly, which is which is hilarious. But if you think of it this way, how else do you pull viewers that way? You you get Brian Danielson against Minoru Suzuki, I'm sorry. Guess who's tuning in? <laughs> it's not even about the content at this point, okay? For me, anyway, me personally, because the content is better. Obviously, there's no there's no question in my mind. I'd rather watch Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson on any platform 
whether it's them, yeah. Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, whatever, right? My point is, it's not the content. It's the, the, the balls, like you said, taking a shot at competition that's not there. Because when, when there was competition in the, in the 90s, the numbers were astronomical. The audience was different. The era was different. The time is different. And I said this this morning. On, I made a video for us today. Again, I always do for videos on Friday. But did, wrestling is not as mainstream as it was 25 and 35 years ago. Okay? No one's clamoring around the set like they were to watch Raw and Nitro like they were back in the day. Okay? No. No one's, watch, no one's buying pay-per-views anymore for two reasons. One, because you could stream them. Okay? That's one. And two, it's not as popular as it was. It's popular in, in our circle because of the, the sub-genre that we have that loves wrestling. There's so many opportunities to watch wrestling now between the internet and streaming services and going to live matches again, right? There's no competition. There is no competition. You're, you're going to compete with a YouTube show against a, a major billion-dollar company on a network that's going half hour, 30 minutes over for free, right? Um, the incentive, it's the go-home show to, to another, another show they have later on in the week, okay? Yeah. So it's telling stories. I don't, I don't see a, a correlation. I don't see the, the point of you going on this media tour and then oh, I can't wait to go head-to-head with you. Why? You know you're going to get better. You, you, you know you're going to pull better ratings. So it's like, and on top of that, when you were going against uh, NXT, you were winning because NXT was pre-recorded, so you knew all the fucking. They went live every couple of weeks, but there wasn't that. They were few and far between, and the ratings were bigger because we all knew the fucking results of NXT. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when when Nitro decided to go live, and 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 Raw was pre-recorded, and they were ruining matches for them, but there was a competition. There is no more. I don't care how bad the product is. Up in 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 Stanford, it, there's no competition anymore. Is Vince worried? Vince is always worried when it, when the ratings down, because he's getting paid a gazillion dollars on you from these two different networks to to put his services out there. Okay. Yeah. So financially, he's worried. I don't think he gives two rats a, a pint of rats piss a, a, a for Tony Khan. Okay. Or or Elite Wrestling or Ring of Honor or New Japan or GCW or any of these fucking feds, right? Because he doesn't have to. Okay? As bad as it is, it's still well-produced. As bad as it is, it's making, it's making money hand over foot just by distribution alone and merch and streaming. I mean, again, there's no competition. Okay? You, you're a money mark, in essence. You're a fucking money mark. Okay? You took advantage of an opportunity, and God bless. Listen, if I had his money, I'd probably do the same thing. Because I'm a mark. I love, I love wrestling. He is passionate. The Philly thing, you say it was hokey. Double A went in saying he's sucking dick. I know for a fact that Tony Khan would, as a kid, would get good grades in school. So, so his dad would fly him to Philly to watch matches. Okay, his billionaire father. What do you want to do? You want you want a car? You want a you want a bike? No, Dad. I want to fly to South Philadelphia <laughs> to watch fucking wrestling in a bingo hall. And I guarantee you, Mister Khan was like, "You got to be out of your fucking mind." You can have anything in the world. I want, and you know what? That's why I like Tony Khan, because he loves professional wrestling. Okay, but I don't like, I don't love this 
this this this character if it is a character. I don't think I, it yeah, is. I don't know. I I, I I don't know either. But I don't like this idea of him trying to compete with thirty minute free on Fox, okay, when you're on YouTube or you know, or, or Turner. Like what is I mean, again, Turner's now getting into the sports game for they've had basketball for years. Now they got baseball, now they got hockey. So it's like you're never going to compete with major sports. Never. Monday Night Football, even on ESPN, will dominate for the last 50 fucking years. Okay? No matter how bad the teams are. Okay? That's a fact. Okay? So, Raw ta- Raw's been taking a beating for years. And it's been up and down Monday Night Football with them. Okay? But it doesn't matter. Okay? I don't think they'll be on Fox when, it's, when, it, when their contract is up. I, I, I personally don't think it's going to happen. I agree with Double A there. I don't think it was too hokey bringing out the the, Phil- the Philadelphia thing that was hot for me it was heartfelt because you know what I like that this whole competing thing though Jay I'm not I'm not I I don't I, again and I don't care about the ratings it it doesn't compute with me I don't see any real competition I the, I, the, I, I I agree because once again we said it from as soon as they started they should stay on their side. WWE is going to stay on their side. WWE, I think, with going and I and I'm just reading now. I, I think I have to make a correction. It's they didn't extend by a half hour. Their last half hour is will, commercial, is free. commercial free. Okay, yeah. So what Tony Khan's doing is adding. So he, once again, like you said, maybe he's he he gassed his head up. Maybe somebody's in his ear. Whatever the case may be. I feel my opinion of Tony Khan, like you said, is as a wrestling fan, I think he is gr- a great down-to-earth guy. Like everything, every every story you hear about p- uh, from people about him is is how good of a guy he is and how knowledgeable he is. Um, but you know, you like to say that you know power doesn't change people pa- ab- absolutely definitively power changes people and i'm not saying he's got power but i'm thinking he's got the momentum swing he may be using it whatever the case is i'm reading from uh, he had a he he had an interview with the post that he said that he can go commercial free too he goes i got more money than wwe to me he personally has more money than wwe yeah right he's a fucking billionaire but you know at what but <laughs> once again, at what point is this What's real? Po- right. Remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about pro wrestling. Could could this be could this be quote unquote an angle? Yes. And if it is, it should stay that way. But what happens? What happens? Was it Hogan that said he goes? You're gonna work yourself into a shoot. And what's gonna happen is, and like you said. WWE has been doing this a lot longer, more more so, uh, obviously, maybe not in the money game longer, but right. at what point, if if you're Tony Khan or whoever handles Tony Khan's money, going, yo, bro, uh, you're hemorrhaging. Because like you said, now that they're starting to get fans in the building, now they're, now they're building up uh, revenue. But I'd love to see the books from last year. You know, granted, you, yeah, you got ratings. Well, they're publicly and all traded, stuff. so they they get the quarterly. You get the, you get to read the quarterly shit. Oh, I'm talking about AEW. AEW. Oh, yeah, AEW. yeah, 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 yeah. I love to see their books because 
something. Obviously, they they're doing something correct because Turner itself gave them more money, more more content. So something's going down, without a doubt. No, they're pulling in good numbers. They are pulling in good numbers. I think with this, I think all this is is just a shot across the bow. You know, at WWE, right? I um, warranted, not warranted. My opinion, not warranted. I think, I think what you should do is stay on your side. You are, you have, you have the online. Without a doubt, you have the online uh, community. You, you know, most of your shows are one, one online. Four pay per views a year. You can tell great stories. Yep. You, you have the momentum. Uh. But, like you said, maybe, maybe you know, whatever Tony Khan was portraying on Impact, he was coming in as, you know, I was calling him Hollywood Tony Khan. No, that um, was different, though. That was actually... But I think this is starting to bleed over. I think it's starting to bleed in a little bit. You're right. And what it, what it, you know what Vince does with his competition? He buys them. Yep. He bought WCW. He bought ECW. He actually lended ECW money to stay afloat. Because he knew the the concept was 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 genuine, because Paulie was a terrible fucking businessman. Okay, okay. So and he bought territories video video uh, libraries. He bought his competition. He'll sit back, wait until something falls apart, and then fucking pounce on it. Okay, you know I could see, I could see any of those fucking top stars that they have in ten fifteen years. Showing up on fucking Raw, SmackDown, The Bucks, Omega, Hangman Page. Because you know what? At one point, they all wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to be. And I'm again, I'm not advocating for Vince. I'm just saying, like, if there was real competition, like 96, 97, 98, 99, then give it to me. But there's not. There's not. It's so far blown now. It's a different product. And, again, WWE has a... Show about wrestling. It's not a wrestling show anymore. AEW has a wrestling show. Okay, big difference. Vince wants to make a movie. Tony Khan wants to remake fucking ECW. He wants to remake the magic. He wants to recreate something that he had as a child. Okay, which is fine. And if you have the fucking finances and you have the fucking backing and the talent, then do it. But stay in your lane. Let's let's you know really quick. We'll do. Quick scenario. We're in the nineties. Uh the Monday night wars are becoming a thing. Let's just use ninety six. You know, WWF's getting their ass handed to them. What is it? Eighty something weeks in a row. Eighty three. Eighty three weeks in a row. What is the perception of WWF at that time to WCW? WWF had to make money. And the perception of WCW was Eric Bischoff, Golden ATM. All he had to do was just knock on on Ted Turner's door, and what did they call him, the Golden ATM or whatever it was? Yeah, that was the perception. If you hear from Bischoff, it's told a little bit differently, but nonetheless, perception is partially reality. That's kind of the same thing right now, kind of, in the sense of that. Okay. Okay, Tony Khan, you 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 do have more money than than WWF WWE as yourself, but 
if you're spending money and not recouping, let's just say, at what point do you burn the wheels off, a la ECW? ECW was a, we look back on it with rosy-colored glasses, and I'm a huge ECW we'll fan. We're doing it tonight. We're doing it tonight. And, but there was no sustainability. I'm not comparing. AEW's got a lot more sustainability right now if you're frivolously spending money on... Now, granted, this is a YouTube thing. This is a YouTube, the, the buy-in or whatever. But if you're gonna, if you are gonna quote unquote take the gloves off, you know, granted, McMahon's in his seventies, but I think he's fucking crazier than ever. You know, he'll he'll do something to get the momentum back in the sense of, you know, competition does brew creativity. I, 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 we a thousand percent that, agree. And Vince is, is is living proof of that. Yeah, without a doubt. I just don't think... I just don't see that comparison yet. I don't see the Monday Night Wars comparison. No. Even with the Wednesday Night Wars. It, the internet, wa- we were clamoring for that. We didn't get it. Uh, let me... Let, I, well, and we'll end it with this. In, ni- in June of 1994, WCW signed who? Hulk Hogan. Okay. All right. Even though in 94, the E wasn't as popular anymore as it was, right? Even with WCW having Hulk Hogan, they still didn't draw dick. Okay? It took them almost two years mm-hmm. to figure out what can we do to compete with Vince? And Vince's product was bad, and they still had to compete with them. Yep. Because they were still dominating the, the scene. Even as bad as their fucking product was. Where AEW is winning right now is that their product objectively is better right, right now. But even with the pr- even with the talent they have there, you're not in competition. Yep. You can have CM Punk. Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. You can have all these fucking guys. You can have Chris Jericho, okay? Jim Ross on the stick, Tony Schiavone on the stick. You can have awful Excalibur. You can have all these guys and girls, right? You're not competing. They had Hulk Hogan and still fucking couldn't compete. They had to turn him. They actually had to turn Hulk Hogan heel for the first time in his in his popular career. Yeah. He was a heel back in, when he was younger. What's up, Boggy? Augie's awake, right? You had to turn him to to flip the fucking switch. There's no switches here, partner. There's no switches here. You're not you're not flipping any kind of proverbial switch. You're not. Yeah. There's I, nothing. There's nothing that's that's that, that that can be done that has not been done already. Okay. You're not turning the business around like you did back in the day because the business doesn't work like that anymore. There's different outlets. There's different. It's a different feel. And again, Vince has a show about wrestling. He doesn't have a wrestling show anymore. Does Whereas it, AEW has is a wrestling, a wrestling show. show. Yeah. Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. It doesn't stay in your lane, dude. You have a fan base. You have a network. You have talent, and more importantly, you have money. Yeah. You have a financial backing, and he's not really doing. He's doing what what Eric Bischoff did in a in a sense. But he's not doing it 
in terms of uh, where it's bleeding anything. He's giving these guys all this money, but there's but it's it's right now it's stable. He's not signing anybody else, or he's not really going out of the way to fucking yeah. make make this. Because again, the more people you sign, the more room you have to make. Listen, maybe maybe he truly does feel this way, and this is now just coming out. And you know, I think, and if that if that's true, I think that's a mistake. I think to, like you said, to to seem this as a competition thing, the gloves are off type thing. I think that's a poor. I think that's a poor move right now. I think I agree. I think what you do is stay in your lane. Yeah, but playfully, play. Listen, take shots. You mean, oh, like 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 Coke does with Pepsi. Yeah, like you said, playfully. Yeah. Put, okay. Put up the buy-in. Put up the buy-in and say. Put up the buy-in for a free show. And just for a free show, and just see if you pull numbers. Don't make it seem that way, because like you said, because at some point. When are you going to run out of money? You're going to have to run out of money at some point. Or if not, you're not generating it. Or run out of money or justify why you're spending all the money. Yes. Because you, I mean, at one point, Eric Bischoff signed everybody. And at one point, half those guys were sitting home because yeah. creative had nothing for you and you're making money on guaranteed contracts sitting home. Yep. The Duggins of the world. The Lance Storms of the world, Chris Jericho, all these guys sat home for like a year and a half and made money yep. doing nothing. Yeah, Tony Khan can't. Tony Tony Khan can afford to do that, but, but doesn't for a long time. Doesn't want to. That's not the business plan. I guarantee you that he didn't say. Well, when he walked into Turner and said, "Well, I'm going to sign CM Punk and and bring this guy in," that wasn't in the plans. The plan was, I want to do a wrestling show, and I want to be different. Well. You're halfway there. Yeah. Okay? Stay in your fucking lane. Honestly. You want to give props to ECW? Listen. that For me, that was heartfelt because I knew he was going to the shows. Yeah. Okay? Other than that, stop. Stay in your lane. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you, have the, you have a core of people. You have people in the back that are smart. You have the D. Malenkos and the Jerry Lynns and the fucking Jim Rosses. You have all this knowledge around you. Okay? You have... You have Taz. You, you, I mean, all these guys were made guys. Okay, they're in your ear. Let them stay in your ear. Let them stay in your fucking lane, man. You have enough to do it. Before we go to break, real quick, um, unless you have anything else on on AEW, mm-hmm. um, I want to give props to Joey Janela. <laughs> yeah, he fought Minoru Suzuki on Sunday. GCW had a two night event. Um, the actually the Briscoes showed up on GCW the the first night. So they're going to be fighting for their titles, which I think is hysterical. Um, GCW's doing big things. Shout out, to, oh, shout out to our boy, our pal, Queen's own, the Prince of PMA, fucking Kevin Gill, calling the fucking matches with, David, with Dave Prezak. Fucking fantastic work, by the way. Yeah. On commentary. Oh, yeah. But on Sunday afternoon, um, Minoru Suzuki fought Joey Janela, and Joey Janela took a fucking beating and a half, and he held his own. Obviously to lose because we, we, he wasn't. No one's seen him winning. Yeah. But to have Chris Dickinson come out and say you got me next week in Philly for New Japan, and and Mizuru Suzuki's like I don't even speak English, but fuck you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, Suzuki. Listen, he's making the rounds. Apparently, yeah. going to go go going to Impact coming soon. Yep. This dude. I I mean, at some point, 
Make it fucking happen. Let them show up in NXT. Let them show up in, in SmackDown. He has to show up on WWE TV at some point. I, that's what I want to see. I, I know it's imp- I know it's probably virtually impossible, but let it happen at some point. And, you know, I actually wanted to comment, too. Daniel Garcia is wrestling everybody at this point. He's he's a big deal. Oh, he's going to be a big deal, I should yep. say. So. He's going to be a big deal. All right. We have a nice... Uh a nice show to, to play for you. Hell yeah. A uh, nice throwback for you. We'll take a quick break. Let's plug our friends. And uh, our Blood and Guts Tour 2021 continues on Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Yes. And um, we will be right back. Let Alfred Hayes take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge. Have some laughs. Because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. 
Hey, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine, and you are listening to Phil, Jay, and that pin in the ass choppy on the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. most certainly is. Alright, we're back. Time Ruckle Throwbacks, episode 425. It's Phil, it's Jay. It's Friday. You know what that means. It means nothing. It's your throwback. Uh, you gonna, you want to sing the throwback of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I started that. We started this new thing with Malika where she like uh, like a new song will be on and she does and when she sings it with no music, she turns it into like every nineties R and B song. She'll just do like the fluctuations oh, that's thing, so that I just so they just came out so naturally. Yeah. And now here is your throwback of the week. Sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. It's your throwback of the week. It's throwback of the week. <laughs> you, should, you, know, you should do. You should play. You should have Malinka sing over. <laughs> sing over this. Oh god, and, and, we'll, play, and we'll play it as a throwback of the week. She, she will love it. Oh, that's hysterical. All right. It is um our blood and guts tour continues. I don't know why I didn't think it is nine years ago, but I think every every October now we'll do blood and guts October. Yeah, um because it's brilliant. But you know, and just just really quick, um everybody, please go out of your way, watch watch some FMW stuff. I mean, Ugh. I I don't know if it's nostalgia for me or if it's maybe just I'm clamoring for something. But like a lot of these matches were. I mean, granted, they, there was a lot of jump cuts and a lot of editing, you know. It wasn't for the video, match, you mean? Yeah, for the video. But you could still get the the feel of the match. Like, the crowd was just so into it. It's basically ECW Japan. It really is. Because you, you had all the elements there. And I, Paul Heyman was smart. He took he took a, a concept that was in Japan, and he admitted it in his promo that he cuts in, in the video. And you know he fucking it, it's pretty pretty awesome for its time and, and and just to piggyback on what Jay was saying about the crowd, 
the crowds were hot. This was hot, and just like the states, ECW was hotter than WWE, WWF, hotter than yeah. WCW, right? And this was hotter than All Japan, hotter than New Japan. You know, New Japan, All Japan was phasing out. They still had some guys over there, but there was no. It, it wasn't the, the mid '90s anymore. It was like the, this is the late '90s now, and it was just. It, it, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was. It was. It was the, the audience wanted something different, and basically. Uh, they got that. So when Paulie had enough clout and had enough of a reputation that he brought this thing over with him and obviously Terry Funk and and Asushi Onita, um, they decided to tour. And they took three days of a tour, four days of a tour, I think Jay and I were just talking about. And it was videoed for, it was called Super Extreme Wrestling War. And it was a series of events um, between ECW wrestlers and FMW and Wing and and Zen wrestlers, um, so real quick, Zen was a wrestling stable. It wasn't really a fed; it was a stable in FMW, right? It was almost NWO. NWO ish. It was founded by Onita. Um, it was based on the New World Order. Um, but upon its formation, it wiped out the Wing Alliance. Yeah. Wing and then Funk. Which Wing was like kind of like the original NWO type thing. And this and this is just another um, take on it. And, you know, Anita was, you know, babyface, huge babyface in, in Japan. And this, was, this was a great way to get him uh, on the heel side. Um, you know, I wish I wish the video had subtitles. But there was a heel turn at the end of this. Forming uh, Fuyuki Goon, yeah. To form me, sorry for to merge Fuyuki Goon and, and Team No Respect, yeah. And Team No Respect was um, uh, was it? It was Ganasuke, Kenemura, and Hito, yeah. Who turned on Onita? We'll get into that in a few minutes, but so they, this is whole super extreme thing. There was four days. Um, the first day was in uh, Kamazawa Gymnasium in Tokyo. December 19th. The second day was December 20th in the Osaka Sports Center in Osaka, Japan. Uh, the third place and the fourth place are now New Japan Staples, which is the Ai- Aichi Perfected Gym- Gymnasium, which is in Nagoya, Japan, which was who uh, Doc Death Steve Williams lived there with Terry Gordy for a while in Nagoya. They were built from Nagoya, Japan, actually, when they, when they toured. Um, and then, of course, the infamous Kurikan Hall, December 22nd. Which is in, it's in it's in Tokyo, which is basically the um the ECW arena of Japan, um Kurikan Hall. Also, if the Hammerstein Ballroom, which I forgot to mention, is ho- doing a GCW show. Which yeah, which was uh, there's already talks of uh, uh I talked to Mott Spock yesterday. He's actually flying in for it. Oh no shit! So um they want to get a whole crew for that. It's in end of January, so it's a Saturday or a Sunday night. Um, so I told him we will. I want to actually want to get tickets for Hammer for, for Christmas. Um, I told him I'd try to because he's excited too about it. GCW is like the new ECW. It's really, it's really fun to watch. But Kirkin Hall was, you know, so this talent exchange between ECW and FMW produced this fucking two and a half hour video, right? Um, and it basically showcased everything Onita and Paul Heyman had been doing at the time, right? So Onita's got this thing with the with the with the with the factions and with Zen and yeah and and the team, um. What is it? Team, team, no respect, and Fuki Goon. Um, you know, it was Fuki Goon was actually in, actually, 
Chris Jericho was in Fugi Goon. Uh-huh, in the war promotion. In the war promotion, correct. So this is, so again, if, like Jay said, the matches were good and they had fucking stories. So they put out this video, which is insane. Um, total combined attendance is almost 16,000. Yeah. And these places aren't that big. And like I said, this and this is this is, you know, Japan's what? Third, fourth promotion. You know what I mean? Like New Japan, Old Japan, all, always on top. You know, there was also Big Japan out there. Was was another one. The DDT know. was coming along. Yep. So I I mean, those aren't. I mean, I guess those are small numbers in in essence, but they're not. They're not that small. Yeah. All right. So. There's a lot of matches on here, and I know Jay's got somewhere to be in a little while, so um, we can breeze through them and just tell you. We'll we'll post the I'll post. One of us will post the actual card later on. Yeah. So you guys can follow along as you as you're watching, um, as you listen to our throwback, which we hope you do. Um, and we'll, so let's get in right into it. So like I said, December nineteenth, the first match on the video was Mike Awesome against. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer. The, the Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator, awesome. Yeah, he was actually a big deal. He was huge here, in, big in Japan. Yeah, and um, you know, Japan loves their big, the big guy Jin, as it is. They and, do. And <laughs> oh, it wasn't this match. I, I just laughed. I just thought of something later on. But uh, this match I like. Um, Tommy Dreamer. Um, at this point. This is 97. You know, he's coming into his own, you know, that character is, you know, like the quiet badass cracking his knuckles in the corner, you know. Um, but, you know, deep down inside, he's just loving being in Japan a- yeah. as as a huge wrestling fan himself. Yeah. At this point, ECW had the first pay-per-view. They're getting TV. They're getting all the scrap. And now Tommy Dreamer is hand in hand working with Paul Heyman with booking and merch and and has built a friendship and a bond with Terry Funk. Yep. Which, because he needs something to do now that, now that he's not wrestling Raven anymore. Um, this this turns out to be a blessing because Tommy Dreamer, like Jay said, he's that quiet type. He's the John Wayne, you know, in the corner. Like, you know he's something, but you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Like, you know. I was a little upset that the Bueller didn't come out during this. Well, we Bueller, see, Bueller's we in the tour, though. We see her later on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, she's actually prominent yeah. in one of the matches. Um, yeah, Mike Awesome beats the dog shit out of Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Literally. And it was, like, not even close. He bumped... Tommy Dreamer did a Ricky Morton and bumped the entire match. And Mike Awesome, at one point, the fucking sitting powerbomb to the table outside the ring. Uh, the, um, the, um, the Razor's Edge... Fucking yeah, Michael Wilson beat him right under ten minutes. So that was an interesting match. To say it was, least. it was, and like you said, I mean, it wasn't. It didn't look clunky. Um, you know, like I said, you get used to the jump cuts. Uh, you know, a lot of this is is clipped down and 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 whatnot. But it was, I I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, and then of course right after that, watching it right now as we speak, actually, Paul Lee cuts a promo. With um with FMW star Ricky Fuji in the ring, who Ricky Fuji did tour the states for them, and actually speaks English, so Paulie basically cuts a promo explaining why they're there and what and what FMW has done for ECW and vice versa. Ricky Fuji, sweet looking fucking hair, by the way. Oh yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. There's the, as we see Tommy Dreamer now with the with the with the John Wayne eyes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Your next match 
Interesting. Very interesting. For the um the FMW Brass Knuckles Tag Team Championship. They go, they call their, their their titles Brass Knuckles and like just all these violent weapons and but no one no one never used brass knuckles though, but um it was uh Mr. Ganasuke, which is one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Jay's favorite. And um you can hear Kanemura. Not no more wing Kanemura. Not no more wing Kanemura. It's it's you can hero. I tell you though, I, I Kanemura, uh this is you know, two weeks in a row we actually seen him. Tell you, man, he can he can fucking go in that ring. Oh yeah, he God, was good. He, can he go. was good. He was good against Hayabusi, yep. as Harry Funk called him, the legend, and Jinsei, who was as you guys would know him better as a Hakushi. This, I I had no recollection of how jacked this guy was. Oh yeah, for a for a Japanese fella. I mean, Japanese are kind of like Samoan in the sense that they don't really get cut, you know, and and defined in their in their muscles or what have you. Holy shit, this guy was jacked. I mean, I'm not saying that there might have been enhancements. Oh uh, no, Jay. I'm not I'm not saying that, but No, no. <laughs> uh but he uh yeah, uh, he he looked he looked good as hell. Yeah, and like we said last week, Hayabusa is basically the face of the company at this point. Um he is their Sabu, he's their Rey Mysterio, he's their high flyer, he's their brawler. Um and Jinsei is I mean, at this, and you'll you'll see him more prominently. He he taught. He was in WWF as yep. as Hakushi, but then he toured the states with Hayabusa. They actually fought in Heat Wave. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, that's the one of Chop, one of Chobby's favorite matches against Rob Van Dam and Sabu. So they develop a friendship. These two guys, and I think they were tag team champions for a while, if I'm not mistaken. And and this went almost fucking twenty minutes. It was a good match with um with uh, Ganasuke and Kanemura winning. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good match to say the least, you know. I Ganas Ganas like is it Ganasuke? I I always used to say Ganasuke, whatever it maybe, is. Maybe Bobby is Ganasuke. Yeah, yeah, but he looks he looks like a Japanese fat Carino. Yeah. <laughs> but I, he just fucking he goes, man. He can go like you said. Oh yeah, he was he was something to watch. Um, your next match, one of my favorite matches of the card, actually. I enjoyed this a lot. I actually had to go back and watch it because I was I was working, I was busy, and I had to rewind it. Um. Uh, Sushi Onita versus yeah, Masato Tanaka. God, o- Onita, um, twenty and, minute match by the way. And 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 I really and it was funny because they kind of they, they were not not a lot of jump cuts in this. They they kind of let this match play out, which I was kind of glad about. Uh, you know, Onita hurt his knee in the in the eighties. Uh, you know, kind of in a freak accident, slipped on the floor on a on a wet mat. Yes, and. Uh, but you can't you can't tell here. You can't tell. You don't see him hobbling around. He's not wearing no Austin knee braces. Like he's just in there, like getting it done. And that was the norm too, though over there. I think I think he was, you know, he was on a quote unquote part time schedule. I don't think it was as part time as probably as he would like. Well, this was leading up to the heel turns. He was probably you know with the turn on the, uh, the stable breaking up. So yeah. I, I I feel like this was his like his. Not not his swan song, so to speak, but his introduction to like taking a bigger role in the company and not being prominent. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But and, and like you said, he comes out and the crowd is just just you know they kind of swarm him in the sense of, and it's not the good, you know, like when Hanson would come out. You know, Hanson was a heel, but people wanted to be near him anyway. Like they well, would, they yeah. were kind of going at Onita, kind of with like a little heat, like, 
uh, you know, this guy fucking let us down. I de- that's what kind of I wrote down for this, and at least that's what I got. And the crowd was just eating it up. Everything, I mean, everything that these these guys were doing, the crowd ate up. This is not your traditional New Japan clap, you know, clap for for a uh, chin lock. Right. Uh, y- yeah. You know, this was gasping. You know, cheering, oohs and ahs. Yeah, yeah. The fans were really into it. I, I agree, hundred percent. And and it was like you know, it w- it was really really good here and. Uh, I tell you, at one point, uh, Tanaka hits hits Onita with the with the Death Valley Driver. Just, I mean, you know, obviously Cena was so ruined that move, like the FU, because it was always a safe. It was always a safe move when John Cena did it. Yeah, but when when Louis Louis Spicoli did it, or, or Tommy Saturn. Dreamer, or Sad Perry Saturn did the. Perry Saturn ran with his. Yes. Like, did a running with his. He did the best. Me, I, people say Louis Spicoli had the best Death Valley Drive, rest in peace. My opinion, Perry Saturn had the best one. T- t- Tanaka. Tanaka is a close second. Close to. Yeah, because, close second. Because it was at the last second where it looked like he was just going to throw him on his head and just protected him on yep. the way down. Yep, yep. Masato Tanaka, enough cannot be said about him. He is... Um, Really, really good, and I love this match. I know he, only, I know he only had ma- good matches with, uh, with Mike Awesome in the states, but he was really a. a, a, a I think he still wrestles. He's just. I think he's and, and he's slimmed down. Yeah, he's not as big as he was. He's probably got more scars, but. Well, you, yeah, he. By the time he gets to the states, he's he's a he's a Japanese Sabu at that point. Um, so, what's your next match? Next match I got is was that the three way. No, Jado and Gato versus the Dudleys. The Dudleys, okay. Jado and Gato, you guys know, right? You know, yes, versus the Dudleys. G- Gato is um, Gato and Jado of New Japan. Uh, I was gonna say, I thought there was Terry Funk against Sandman versus Bubba Ray Dudley. That's the next one. Oh, that's the next one. I got you. Jado and Gato versus the Dudleys by um, J- uh, G- uh, Jado and Gato. Oh, is it Gato? Yeah. Like Gato's the the the, the, uh, the Booker of, of yeah. New Japan. Yeah. Him and Jado, him and Jado were a team for twenty years. Jado is now the manager of um. The Gorilla's Destiny yes. and, and Evil. Uh, so they're still prominent. They still wrestle. They're not as good, but they they were a team back then, back in the day. There it is right here. Yeah, then you have... Um, uh, they, uh, like I said, Dudley Boys, I, I, I really enjoy... There's something... Like Bubba Ray, clearly influenced by, you know, the Hansons, Brodies. Yeah. You know, it's it's clear as day. Um this might, this might, I'm sorry, this match might have been first. I apologize. Yeah. Nah, we'll, go, we'll, it, go, we'll go back to it. Yeah, we'll get back because it, it was a funny moment in it. Um, but uh, I, I I love, listen, I know how you feel about Bubba Ray. I just actually read something this week about them that it kind of, like, it was weird, you know. That they don't do business anymore? Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah, you know. And, and then Velvet Sky went on Twitter and was like, well, he's, uh, Devon's lying. And all of a sudden, it, then the, the tweet gets deleted. It's just bullshit, like yeah. you know. Well, I, I can't stand that drama. Like I said, maybe we'll, we'll we'll go into it another day. But it it doesn't sour. I love the Dudley Boys. They want them. They're like you said. It, it it this shows you the generation gap once again. I always love pointing it out. Is how the Road Warriors, and we can always talk about it. But like the Dudley Boys were my Road Warriors in the sense of True. that they were longstanding, decorated, all this stuff. I love watching them in Japan. I loved. Uh, the cursing in the match, you know, like, you know, he's doing his own commentary almost it's essentially. He did, that, he did that a lot. Actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and like I said, Jado and Gato, uh, 
excellent. God, these guys were well, just... They were a team for like 20-something years. Yeah, these guys were just taking bumps all over the place for these guys. They look like they worked in a fucking sushi bar, but they, they fucking, they were, you know, with their gimmicks, but they fucking went, you know? Yeah. And this was I, a 20-minute brawl, twenty almost 20-minute DQ. Yep. And like you said, you know, he throws... And it was funny because, like, the match gets... I even loved the part where the ref takes a bump and then... You know, I think it was Gato and and Bubba Ray. You know, towards the, I, I pretty much at the end of the match, they were, <laughs> they were going. Uh, you know, they they went to go throw the referee over the top rope, and you know, a little comedy sprinkled in. You know, uh, you could see. I don't know if it's just Onita, but I think they always say Gato is hugely influenced by Memphis wrestling, Southern wrestling, because he toured the states, though. Yeah, that's and why. I think you you could it bleeds in, it bleeds right into this match. I, I enjoyed this match as well. You know, uh, FMW is really not known for uh, following of tag team rules because there was no legal man. I know that there was a there was a theme I noticed throughout this whole thing. Like you know, somebody get thrown out to the outside, like and it was like the eight man tag or something. You get thrown out to the outside, they're pinning somebody else. But we're not going to hold their feet to the fire with that. <laughs> not at this point. Yeah. But so it was a double DQ. Uh we're going to go with uh, the three-way dance, right? The, between Terry Funk, Bubba Ray, and and Sandman. They had this uh, one part of the match where I forget. Was it barely legal? When was barely legal? 97. I know that. September 97? Yeah. September 97. No, barely legal was April 97. April 97. I, yeah, because I, 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 I wrote this down wrong. So we, I yeah. skipped gone. Uh, Gonske and Kenamura versus I. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah, we did that. Yeah, again, I'm sorry. Okay, so they did that. There was a spot with Sandman against Terry Funk against. Uh, it was elimination match. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in in the ECW barely legal, you know, Sandman would go to the back and he would come out with uh, a new weapon, a trash can, yeah, a, yeah, a ladder. Yeah. and he had this thing where he would throw it into the ring and hit fucking Terry Funk with it. So <laughs> I seen. Sandman go to the back and come out with a ladder for for this three way match. The first thing I said, I was like, "Oh, that's gonna land on Terry Funk's head at it, some point." And then Terry and, Funk's gonna use it as a weapon. Yeah, and then he and then they didn't. He did not disappoint. Um, you know, this match was goofy. I think is 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 a good way to put it. Um, didn't last very long. Didn't last long. Funk beats Funk pins uh, Bubba first. Yeah, at six thirty two. Yeah, and then he pinned Dream, uh, Sandman at eight eighteen. So this match. They're like, let's give Terry Funk good ten minutes and fucking yeah. <laughs> let's Listen, not let's not embarrass him. Terry enough. Funk is everything in Japan. He's he's just to say that he is over is an understatement. It's it's a beautiful thing to see him come out and like I said, even a part like he's fifty something here, right? You know? He's fifty years old, you know, and he's working. He's working somewhat. Um, he's working somewhat like he did then. You know, he's limited. At best, you know, uh, with this stuff, but it, it was still good. It's still like you know when Terry Funk comes out, like you just go, you know, he's giving a hundred percent. It's true, and it was there was no phoning it in. So I I, I enjoyed it, but the, you know I was glad it was quick, <laughs> say the least. Oh, it was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, so what's the next match? Next match was I got uh, Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman against uh, Mike Awesome, the Gladiator, Mr. Ganeske, and Kanemura. This started off as a 
as a brawl. Like kind of. Oh just yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. They all went off into the d- own corners. You know, uh, you know that it, it was it was kind of good. You know, at at, at first, uh, it it went it went a little bit. You know, it was another one that was kind of uh, clipped up a little bit. They kind of edited. It. You really couldn't get into it, but um, yeah, this video is just a showcase of of the of the tour. There 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 are videos. I think IVP has some. Uh, you can buy the actual the, the separate days of the of the card. Yeah, which we probably will do. And like like you said, I mean, there's something about Terry Funk fucking wielding a fucking Singapore cane. That's just you see it coming, brutal. And you just look and you just go, because you know Funk had that thing inside the ring. It, you know, he's like, listen, I'm gonna hit you hard. You know, you hit me back hard. Like, and you could just he's wielding the cane. I'm like, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> Kanemura just got lit up with that fucking, fucking A game. he did. And it was weird. And like you could tell he wasn't gonna hold back. Yeah. Like you see him with a ladder. He takes the ladder and just swings it at people. <laughs> he puts the ladder on his shoulders at one point in one of the matches and just like, you know, no regard for anybody's safety. Safety is a not an issue here in Japan to on the in, 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 in this tour. It's the holiday season, it's seasons beatings, <laughs> and everybody's getting beat up by a middle aged crazy fucking Terry Funk. With whatever he has in his arsenal, so yeah, move on. Let's move on. Next match is oh shit, I just lost it. Just lost it. Uh, no, next Oni- match is Onita, Kuroda, and Hido versus, versus Hayabusa, Hayabusa, Tanaka, yeah, and Hikatsu. Hikatsu Oya, Oya for the FMW the Street Fight Six Man Titles. Yes, the Street Fight ones. Yep. Um, this this went almost twenty minutes too. And this and this was this was really really good. I I thought I I enjoyed this. A lot, yeah. Hero is the is the bad boy, um, opposite Ricky Fuji, and Oya is like the, the almost like the John Cena, yes, of FMW. Yeah, pretty boy. And like you said, you know, there there was a few times with it with those fucking released German suplexes on Hayabusa, where you you know how Hayabusa, you know, ended his career. He you know it was a a crazy crazy bot spot. And you just see these suplexes and just going, Jesus Christ, like, it could have happened then, <laughs> you know? But uh, I enjoyed it, you know. It's just, it's just you look at it, what what could have been with Hayabusa, you know? I, I think Hayabusa would have been a WCW guy. He would have been like the Ultimo Dragon. Well, he was, he was FMW... All the way. Right. He, and from the things that I've read, so like I, I was telling Phil, uh, I've gone in pretty hard on, I actually found uh, the, uh, what was his name? I have it written down in my thing. Uh, I was, what's his name? She, um, Shiochi Arai. He was, uh, he was one of the guys that helped create FMW. I actually found his book online, translated all that stuff. So I kind of been going in on it a little bit. So right. Hayabusa was FMW all the way. He did some stuff with All Japan, um, but he was he was Team FMW all the way. He's he's been quoted as saying the only way he would ever have left, and this was in the mid '90s, was to go to WWF when there was like a small amount of interest. I think maybe when Jinsei Sh- Shinzaki went there uh, as Hakushi, I think he that's when they were talking about it. But he ended up staying true to FMW, and it kind of plays into that 
that legend of Hayabusa. Yeah. He he was so 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 good. He was definitely. Yeah, I agree. I call I was you know we'll 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 talk about Sabu later you know but he was definitely a far better version of Sabu than. <laughs> yeah, if, if Sabu. Rey Mysterio and Ultimo Dragon had a love child. That's a great. That is a great. That's a great analogy. That's uh. That's that's Hayabusi. As a as Hayabusi, her, as, as Terry Funk would say, Hayabusi. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, if if my notes are are uh, correct, the next match is uh Oya versus uh Mr. Gansuke. Yes. Um, another good match. Kind of, kind of clipped the hell. Like, oh no, went, they clipped the fuck out of this. Yeah, so. but they, they they did um. They did show that one backdrop suplex uh, on Oya that just it's just brutal, man. What they were doing here um, to these guys, and you know, hard hitting, strong style. I mean, do we? You know, we always say about New Japan strong style and All Japan Kings Road. Kings Road, yeah. I mean, what would you? What would we call FMW? I know FMW it's just in, a hybrid. In, in in certain circles, is garbage wrestling. Nah, it's know. a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It had everything that they all these federations had to offer, and Onita was a was a um, an innovator because he was classically trained, but he wanted to entertain. Yeah, Paul Heyman classically trained. Wanted to entertain. There's a there's a there's a there's a huge, um, huge fucking comparison to that. Not comparison, no, d- an, um, a similarity. And it was prominent when he the guys he brings in, Hayabusa, Oya, Kanemura, Gonsuke, fucking you know he brings all these W guys in. He had you know he had every he had at one point there was shoe fighters coming in. Yeah, he had fucking and. This is when Pancrase was just a bit was just a, a when 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 Suzuki started Pancrase mixed martial arts, martial arts was always the theme, so martial arts to them was weapons and karate and kung fu and it was a hybrid frontier, you know frontier meaning the f- forefront the fucking innovator you know yeah all of it made sense you know um so what would you call it? I call it a hybrid of yeah, strong I, style, maybe, yeah. strong style, King's Road, hardcore. Because you know you're getting spinning toe holds, you're getting ladders, you're getting chairs, you're getting fucking you know exploding bob wires, ring matches. Yeah, you know. So anyway, what's the next match? I got Onita, uh, Gladiator, Kuroda, and the great fake Hideki Hosaka. Yeah, the great fake. I always liked the great fake. Um. And Hito. And Hito. It's like a fucking five on five. Versus the versus ECW. Yeah, versus basically Funk, Sandman, Tommy Dream, and the Dudley Boys. Crazy. You know, um you can kind of tell that this is towards the end of the tour because this this was this was a little sloppy, uh, to say the least, you know. Um trying to get the fans into it, uh, you know, it was clipped to, it was this this was clipped to all hell as yeah, well. You have to understand something too, guys. Um these tours you only get a couple of days in a row where you're fighting. You never fight these guys at all. Yeah. And like I said, and, and there was only a, a fixed amount of... Uh, Sabu came in late on the tour. That's why I think we only see the one match with Sabu. Because it was Sabu. Mm-hmm. did whatever the fuck he wanted. But this match was this match was all right. You know, a lot of stuff in the crowd. Um, you know, surprisingly, I know this is all blood and guts. There was a few, there was a few matches we'll see later on. Uh, but there wasn't really much, uh, 
too much blood and guts, especially with the bob the barbed wire baseball bat. I thought we'd see a little bit more, but the next match I really enjoyed. The next match I, I this was my match of the night. I thought for the double titles. Yeah, Tana- yeah, Tanaka. Tanaka against Kanemura. Uh, this is when I was really, really. I was like, wow, Kanemura can fucking get it done. I and for somebody that I thought he was just a hardcore guy. No. And these guys are all classically trained. Yeah. Inside the ring, they they were Tanaka and Kanemura were laying it in. Unbelievably. It was it was so good to see. So so good to see. I enjoyed this match. Uh it really it really kind of and they, they didn't really clip this one all all, all the way down. It so went almost twenty minutes on, on Kanemura on got some Got some major fucking heat from the crowd. I like the way that he goes in. He goes in on the on the ring announces. He's really just going old school heel on it. And uh, you know, there was a really scary spot with Kanemura. He he picks up, excuse me, he picks up uh, Tanaka in like a in a, like a body slam, but he has him in a cradle tombstone. Yeah. I thought he was gonna just drop him the other way and drop him straight down. Uh, looked looked good, but man, it was it was fucking scary. Yeah, and I and I also wrote down Tanaka's elbows were just just brutal. Bur- yeah, the there was one point I I kind of didn't like it where Kanemura kind of no sold a little bit after he hit him with a with a, with, with the spinning roaring elbow, um, you know, but then. He 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 kind of no sold it, but then he he gave he gave uh, um, what you call it? He gave what was Tanaka's finishing move? The he had a few. He had this. He had the diamond dust. He the had diamond the dust. The burning, the, not the burning hammer. That was uh, Kabashi. No, he had the Wasn't diamond it? dust. The roaring elbow. Roaring the, elbow. Yeah. He had uh, the swinging DDTs. Oh, that's what I wanted to say about Mike Awesome in the last match was. Uh, Mike Awesome in his promo voice was was yeah. calling spots. He, as soon as he gets yeah, to the yeah, ring, yeah, yeah, that's the, right. He watched the lariat. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious. Uh, here, you know, with, with with these guys, you don't see it. Uh, lariat is huge, hugely protected, and and rightfully so. Um, the clothesline was rightfully protected in Japan. Uh, I just didn't like when kind of Kanemura no sold. Um, uh, Tanaka's elbow, but he sold the the clothesline. So it 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 was a good match. Um, it took quite a few elbows uh, for for Kanemura to, to lose, and which I thought it was good. So I I enjoyed it. He um, Tanaka, you know, successfully retained the belt, and we were on to the next match, which was Sabu against the Sandman. Uh holy shit. <laughs> It, it it just this I've seen this match in the states, so yeah. I was in the arena. So it it wasn't for me. It was uh, it was just a different. It was just them fighting somewhere else, and that was that was outside of South Philadelphia. So it was it was a good match. This this was a good match. It was it was thirteen minutes and change. You know, uh, Fonzie for whatever reason, because I guess the, the the crowd is quieter. I wanted at one point Sabu told Fonzie to shut the fuck up with the with the whistle. He did, but that <laughs> that's not the first him. I I've heard him and Van Dam and Ringside tell him Fonzie shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sabu never really talked. Yeah, he, he never cut promos. He never in ECW he never cut promos. It's good. He doesn't need to. No, but I'm just saying, like to hear him say shut the fuck up at yeah, Ringside was hilarious. pretty cool. Yeah. 
Uh, there, there was a, there was a spot where he goes out to the ring and they, you know, the Japanese table doesn't break for anybody, and it's uh, not gimmicked. And he <laughs> he goes out there and he jumps on Sam and doesn't break the table. I was surprised he didn't try it again. Um, but I do love the ending of the match. It, it the the Arabian face buster, which by the way, quiet crowd, you can hear all the spots being called. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know. If you're not looking for it, you can kind of miss it. But if you're looking for it, you see it. Of course. Um, by the way, Kanemura looks just like a fucking Japanese Greg Valentine. Do you not see it? <laughs> um, but the end of the match was, you know, he goes up. Sabu goes up top with the ladder and does an Arabian face buster. You know, he usually does it with the chair, but he went. He did it with the ladder. He basically just throws the ladder on top of Sab on top of Sandman and. He just jumps on top of it. It looked horrible, the 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 execution of the move, but as a finishing as a finish, definitely I I loved it, and and Sandman throws some horrible horrible looking fucking lariats. He's trying to channel his Stan Hansen, but man, it just every time he did it, it just looked terrible. But I enjoyed the match. Sabu with Sabu with the win. Which, how often do you ever see Sabu go over? In Philly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So, the the next match is a three way tag team dance, yeah. right? This is where this is where Mike Awesome yells out to Tommy Dreamer, "Watch the lariat." This is this is so it. it's Gladiator and Hito versus the Dudleys versus Dreamer and Funk, right? Is that what you have? Uh huh. Yeah, um, y- you could tell Tommy Dreamer's been reading the Terry Funk book. Yes, you know, it was, and and you know, you bunch you it just. You know, the spinning toe holds, the fucking, you know, the figure fours, the spots, you know, like just uh, like Jay mentioned earlier in the throwback that Terry Funk, how well respected he was. Terry Funk could would be able to take a shit in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And, be, and, be and over, get it over. And yeah. get it over, you know. Um, But, yeah, the Dudleys um, really didn't shy away from their their style either. This is the the, the fun part about this whole tour was that. When when uh, they fought ECW, it was almost like they you know just guys they, they they you know they usually fight already. But even though some of the stuff was sloppy, it was still the same concept. So they they basically you know and when they toured the states, it was the same thing. So mm-hmm. uh, when the when the FMW guys toured the states, matter of fact, Masato Tanaka was world champion. Um, and I I remember a match real quick. He had a match with Balls Mahoney, and it was like you sat. I sat there and you heard the chair shots. Like if you weren't concussed, just watching it, <laughs> like yeah. Masato Tanaka is one tough fucking dude, but the, the, but Hito and Gladiator and and Gonsuke and all these like just tough fucking dudes, man. They're probably all crippled now, but <laughs> well, Mike Awesome's yeah. dead, but yeah. so is uh, Hayabusa. But anyway, this match was good. I I like this match. Yeah, it, was I, good. It, it was good for 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 what it was supposed to be. You know, once again, I believe this was probably towards the end of the tour. You know, it wasn't sloppy. They did it was. A, they, it was twenty. It was the last day of the tour. Twenty seconds. They did a great spot in the opening opening I, seconds where they a three way tie up. Like I, I, and it was like you could see this is the the seed being planted of the. I like to call them the choreographed spots. You know what I mean? Like that gimmicky yeah. wrestling that 100%. you see. So this was this was the the the, the trailblazing of that. So yeah, and it. it my notes are sloppy because I was at work, but I wrote I wrote all the all the dates next to the matches. Yeah. So I, I could follow the tour. So, 
Uh, this is the main event of the 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 pay per view. Yeah, they're calling it a War Games, but it was basically it was a it was a Royal Rumble cage match. Yeah, well, it was a War Games with both guys coming out. So it was like, and it was it was a little bizarre, and but instantly right away. Yeah, let's paint the picture. It was Hayabusa, Jinsei Sasaki, Tanaka, Onita, Gonsuke, and Kanemura. That was your uh, the, the participants, right? Yep. Okay. Good. And to me, it started off on fire. Like you said, you basically start off with Hayabusa and Kanemura, and you know, Hayabusa. Was so good in that ring. I I mean we 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 said it before. Yeah, we'll, we'll showcase it. But he but he was so good here in the sense of he was garnering such, especially with the mask on too. Like he the way he was telling the story, he was selling. Uh it was so good, and you know, as as the match went on, and then after that, Onita, you know, comes out and he. I believe he came out. It wasn't supposed to be Onita. It was supposed to be uh, Ganesuke, but it ended up being. I think Ganesuke came out. Then Onita came out to jump Tanaka, which which looked pretty, w- w- which was pretty awesome. And once again, through the crowd, uh, the barbed wire bat ended up outside the ring, pretty much within the first, you know, within the first few minutes. And then we never seen the end of it. It was they had it set up hanging from the rafters like a ladder match. Um, and then that was pretty much that. We didn't really see the barbed wire bat until the until the very end. Uh, this match was only almost eighteen minutes on the clip, but I'm pretty sure it probably went about thirty minutes. So you got about almost ten, eleven minutes that'll cut out of the match because just because I mean the, the video itself was almost three hours. It's two hours and thirty something, five minutes long or something like that, whatever it was. Yeah. So I feel like this was a longer match. That's why you didn't have the the weapons were showcased. I think the main objective of this this whole Video and the last match was to build the the the, the heel turn to the turn the breaking up of the stables. Yeah, and like you said, so the the, the match goes on and the, the end the finish was a little was a little weird in the sense of the heels really had control. They they handcuffed Shinsaki to 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 the cage at one point. There was yep. handcuffs yep. strategically placed, and then Shinsaki actually breaks free. And the crowd went bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went bananas. Uh, they ended up getting him back on there. He ends up choking out uh, Ganesuke at one point. And once again, the crowd was really eating this match up. And the heels were really putting putting the boots to the to the baby faces. And then, I guess, I don't know. This is just my, my view of it. Because the ending kind of happened fast. It happened fast because they had to break up. They they had to break Onita away from. Yeah. The, so what happened was so Hayabusa wins by pinning Onita. Yeah, which he he does a moonsault off the top. Off the top of the fucking cage, and <laughs> it looked brutal for Hayabusa. Oh my god! And he, like you said, you know, but at this point it was more or less it was a win underneath the noses of the heels. Yeah. So you know, once again. You gotta, you know, suspend disbelief. You know, at that point, how how are the heels not paying attention? I, that's the story that they were telling. I loved it. I I, I I really did love it. The match in and of itself was just was nonstop action. 
I, I, yeah. I, you know, for for especially for not seeing, I never seen that match before. But you haven't seen kind of wrestling like that, and 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 sometime, you know, AEW's All Out was kind of close, you know, all, all in whatever the fuck it was called. Um, that was kind of close to a, as a pay per view, but a, as a match, as a as a show put together. This was this was pretty good. I would give this a, a solid B minus all, all the way through. So if you like, I said Jay wanted subtitles because at the end of the ma- at the end Th- of the match, this it, this was good. The, his, the, the breakup was great, and yeah. so what happened was Zen broke up. Mm-hmm. Gonsuke Kanemura and Hito attacks Onita out of jealousy because Hayabusa pinned him. Yeah, right in the War Games match, they merged with Fuyuki Goon, like I mentioned, yep. to form Team No Respect. That storyline went. For fucking three years, dude. Yeah. Three years. I want to watch the 8th anniversary show. Read up on the 8th anniversary show of FMW. Yeah. It, it's like Sasaki comes back and uh, they had a, uh, Hayabusa had a hair versus hair match. Yeah. Crazy. But the, the stories in Japan were told prominently. Fans went to these cards and they stuck to the storyline. Yeah. There wasn't no bullshit. Pyrotechnics. There wasn't fucking huge production meetings. They didn't have fucking agents at that time. They didn't have fucking creative writers. It was Onita and his friends going, hey, let's do this. And 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 they stuck with it. And these guys made a lot of money doing the, the kiss method. Yep. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. They went out and did it. And if you... and. The more we dive into FMW, the more now I'm intrigued with Zen and, yes. and, and Team No Respect and Fuyuki Goon, um, which now we'll have to fucking start, as DJs would do, dig the crates. Yeah. You know, we'll dig the crates in because now I'm, I'm intrigued because now I want again, these guys didn't break away from the, even when they would leave and come back, they weren't anybody else. Yeah. They were the same guys, you know, and they would fucking do it. And it, that's what makes... That's what the difference between Japan and the States always was. They stuck to the plan. And it may not have worked all the time. It may have not have made them a lot of money all the time. But it definitely kept the story and shit. And the fans kept coming back. Yep. 16, almost 15,300 people combined in these four events. For fucking gymnasiums and a, and a, and a, and a hall. And a, and a concert hall. Yeah. So you tell me how unpopular quote-unquote garbage wrestling was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, exactly. So, again, this was fucking fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I, again, this was... And this was not even a full video. Yeah. This is video... This was clips of a four-day tour. And you're getting... And I'll post it on... I'll post it on, on the page. Um, this was... It, 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 yeah, seriously, guys. Go out of your way. Because... And, like I said, I'm kind of diving down the rabbit hole of all that FMW is and was. And, I, you know, it it does kind of get lost on it. And Onita's back in the news. Like you said, he's going down to AC, I think you said, right? Term- Halloween, he's fighting uh, for, he's fat, fighting Matt Tremont. O- Onita's definitely going, you know, he's always, he said that Terry Funk is his idol. He's definitely going the Terry Funk route and retiring seven, 70 fucking times. Yeah. And, but there's a... There's a need for it. There's a reason why Onita was on AEW. Like he, they, you know, using this stuff. You know, Onita coming out to Wild Thing. You know, um, you know, and, and obviously, uh, you know, Moxley's using it as a as a tale to him. Moxley's and, a big fan. And you know, do you see Onita coming to FMW? If 
let's look at it this well, way. He started. They they restarting FMW. E it's called. Yeah. Um, I see him staying around like Terry Funk. Yeah. And I see there's an audience for it. Look at GCW. Yeah. And Combat Zone. The GCW is 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 what Combat Zone was. The the deathmatch stuff is huge now again, huge with the fucking the, the barbed wire and the, and the, and they have doors and glass and they use um the the light the light the the giant light bulbs the fucking yeah. it's insane and people watch that shit. Yeah. There's an audience for it, and Onita's the fucking the godfather of it. So you know what? And if if he's the godfather, Terry Funk is the fucking is the is the uh, conciliary, you know, <laughs> the mob boss, the mob boss, yeah, you know, he's the fucking Colombo of the the crime. Well, family. I I love that that um, Heyman said it, and he's always said that. I, I remember him saying that about ECW. It's it's not about the the weapons and the extreme. It was about the work ethic. And That's he cut the promo. And, with it. It's and, the truth. And it is and it is it is true and. You know, you could see that these guys are leaving it out there every, you know, every every day. Every time they were they the the bell rang, hundred percent, and the crowd eating it up. Like I said, the only thing I wish I would the the subtitles on the bottom. I wish I would understand fucking Japanese because I love that when they have the 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 backstage promos after yeah. the match. Yeah, you know, it it does give it that real feel type thing. So. Guys, go out of your way. Watch, you know, there's a great um, YouTube channel, FMW Dojo. Dojo yeah. Um, they got some really good stuff on there. Uh, please check it out. This is this is when, this is when wrestling was wrestling. Let's put it that way. And when wrestling was different, and you had a different option instead of Raw and, and Raw and Nitro. Yeah, yeah. This is before SmackDown. You know, you 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 didn't have to watch Thunder either, but. I think we're done. I think we're done, pal. Right, let's get out of here. All right, so that was episode 425 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. You know the social media handles. Pro Wrestling Tees, go buy a shirt. They're on setting. 20% off. They were on 20% off this week. I'm not sure. Go check the website again. I didn't, I didn't plug it because no one cares anyway but us. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I hope you enjoyed this. It'll be up today, tonight, and then you guys can enjoy the video too. It's going to be fucking great. Yes. Enjoy your weekend of wrestling. Enjoy uh, the rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And uh, avoid the clap. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.